You're listening to episode 217 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning, the hosts enjoy doing the show, well, mostly, uh, and as a result, laugh a lot. If you don't like that, don't listen. We don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be on the show if you don't enjoy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, friend. It's been a while. It has been, yes. It's been a long time. So uh, is Tony building a wall or... Draining a swamp or grabbing a <laughs> pussy. What's going on? He is enjoying some dinner theater. Oh, he, it's a murder, a murder mystery, mystery dinner theater. <laughs> he really is so the oldest man on the planet. The oldest? He's the gayest straight man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is he going to be the murder victim? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, to be, to oh, be honest. Oh, he totally volunteered oh, for yeah. that. He totally All the would. attention on him? Come on. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I guess a short update regarding Asgard. Our dog is about to become bionic. He's going in for hip replacement surgery this week. And then we have the fun task of somehow keeping a 100-pound, 20-month-year-old dog. 20-month-year-old? 20-month-year-old. I did that last time, too. <laughs> you did. 20-month-old <laughs> dog to not act like Calm, a puppy for eight calm weeks. Calm and sedate for eight weeks, yeah. yes, while oh, he's well. recuperating. Yeah. That's so, did they um, legalize marijuana in your state or not? <laughs> <laughs> they have not, unfortunately. But we, we have already talked to the vet that, uh, you know, medication may be necessary. So, we'll, Just get we'll some see. Doggy marijuana, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll, mellow out. he'll be hungry as hell, but other than that, he'll be fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to know, uh, Alistair, how did you uh, spend your winnings um, bent betting on Mr. Trump you to win the son election? Of a bitch. We just went down the pub and spent the money down there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what most Americans did too. Right. Fuck. Wait, All right, wait, let's see, go drink. You can't be so you can't be so smug about Brexit now because you're doing I know, exactly right. the same that we did. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I imagine this is a this is this is quite um, satisfactory for our our English uh, listeners. Like going, ah, see, as dumb as we are. Well done. <laughs> yeah. exactly. So Wednesday morning was kind of like, yeah, we know how you feel now. Told you so. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> well, let's not get too stuck in that. <laughs> yeah, let, let's don't let's don't say anything more about it. Let's Swiftly just move moving on. on. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's start the show. He's Mark. I'm Alistair. She's Karen. And as always, we'll start with Brandon Vegas. 
The Lucky Dragon Hotel and Casino, opening this December, is actually connected to the Allure Condo Tower, the largest residential tower in Vegas at 41 stories. The reason? The developer behind the Allure project is also the guy behind Lucky Dragon. The idea came to him when the housing market crashed and he was unable to build the second Allure Tower he'd originally planned to build. I had no idea about that. I think it's cool because this is a little boutique hotel. It's only got like, I don't know, like 200 rooms or something like that. Yeah, but then it has this gigantic condo tower attached to it. Right, but it's a, but it's a tat. It's you know what you know. To me, what it's kind of like is the secondary larger towers in a lot of these properties, like how Luxor has the the Ziggurat Tower. I mean, it's it's not in the casino, but it's connected to it. And Mandalay Bay has the hotel or whatever Delano now. Well, no, but it, I just think it's ironic that the the hotel itself only has two hundred rooms. But I mean, how many condos are in this tower? Right. I think I think the interesting thing about that though is you can successfully regard each of them separately and yet allow the condo tower to kind of filter into the success of that because you can say oh it's only a 200 you know room place look how look how all the business is doing like well it's not really a 200 right that's what i mean yeah Ooh, a side note lucky dragon is soft opening this weekend oh okay so how interested and excited are we about lucky dragon i actually am I think I, I think it'll be I, my, my fear is it's going to be something I'm going to go to like going wow you guys really are catering to not me like you don't want <laughs> me here <laughs> but I'm sure that's not the case uh, I, I I've said it before I think the mega resorts are are done I don't I don't I don't think there's any more room for them I mean I hope I'm wrong but I don't think there's any more room boutiques seem to make sense I mean I'll be interested to see it at something new that's opening which there hasn't been anything the location's still new, still but... bad for what we would do yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like, um, so um, was it 360 Vegas, Vacation 6, SLS, Stratosphere, and Lucky Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> no man's land. Yeah. We'll be stranded down there. Right, that'll be it. Yeah, I know, 360 Vegas, Vacation 6, stranded. <laughs> the Wasteland Edition. Right. <laughs> It'll become like Survivor. Right. <laughs> you got to bring all your own uh, stuff. You can't can't find any, any necessities that you need. You must be brought in. Right. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to uh, Twit Pick of the Week. While no version of the show was actually good, its kitsch is what made it alluring. In a misguided attempt to sex up that concept, the sirens of TI publicly aborted a few times a night for a decade. Today, Phil Ruffin has created something of a knick-knack display of Treasure Island past with its stationary ships and apartment complex water fountains. It's unclear if this is a result of lowered expectations, but all things considered, it's a reasonable tribute to Vegas past. Kind of like a neon museum on the strip for faux ships. We had dueling photos to choose from representing this tribute, and we went with at Hollywood31's daytime version. Um, I looked at this photograph and I got quite angry. Why? <laughs> like, oh. I can't believe you picked this one as a winner. Why? Well, first of all, you've got that stupid fucking frog climbing <laughs> over the wall. <laughs> It's like no senior no, and then you've got you know the CVS is stuck up behind it. So I think this is this is epitomizes kind of what's wrong uh, with what's been happening to TI and the fountains as well. It's like there was more your beer fountains produce more water than these little pissy little <laughs> things sitting in the middle there. It's like no, it's a horrible photo. Uh, see, I, I actually thought that that was part of the beauty in it is that it, it kind of encapsulates. How bad this is what we gotten. have. Yeah. This is what we have left. And and even if you look in the background, you see wind. So it's like kind of um, an, an irony that this guy built this, and that's what he's built now, and this is what's left of what he built of this. This is all we have left. 
but, and also, but at least Wynn's now put that. Have you seen the fountain in the corner that he's put on the? I did uh, the, the little baby Bellagio fountains. Oh, yeah, that's so kind of cute. cute. I didn't see him. Yeah. So he's, he's making an effort now. It's like, look, we'll just put a little bit of. We'll <laughs> right. make Ti look re even more stupid <laughs> right, by right. putting our own little fountain in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a nice, clear, crisp photo. <laughs> the sun was shining. You know, you do get a lot of different things to look at. But as, as Alistair pointed out. You know, there's a lot of... It, it is kind of everything that's wrong with yeah. TI, so... Yep. I specifically remember those water fountains. We lived in an apartment complex that had those water fountains. Like, oh, in our yeah. backyard, you could see those yeah. those fountains. of like, going, that's that's barely it's a water It's not really feature. a Yeah, it's just... It's this little ring that sits in the water and just sucks the water up and shoots it out the top. The I mean, yeah. it basically keeps it agitated so it doesn't get all green and, right. green and gross and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it doesn't... There's no decorative yeah. aspect to it. <laughs> yeah, because who knows when the last time that place was cleaned. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all our social media outlets, Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. So should we move into the news? Apparently, there's a private trip going on here. Well, there there was one. Now, as I've disclosed on this show several times, the majority of the stress I feel from doing it is all self-imposed. What starts out as items and tasks of choice at some point mutate themselves into mental prisons. Uh, one thing I've learned about myself over the years dealing with my well-documented psychological issues is sometimes I need to do or say things just so they become real to me. So. Earlier this year, I shared that I would stop editing the show, push back when it would come out each week, and even warn that there may come a time when I just needed to step away for a while. After making those thoughts public, almost all the stressors attached to those items seemed to completely go away, and I didn't have to do any of those things, or if I did, it didn't happen very long. I mean, I think, I think not editing the show lasted like a month, maybe. But the point is, the trip that Karen and I just recently had was... Um, as we were coming upon it, it, I started to kind of feel that same way, and and all those things, I, I, all the things that that I loved doing about it that I incorporated into the show started to feel kind of kind of like prison. So I it, just it felt it started to feel more forced rather than fun. Right, okay. right. Even though I knew rationally, I knew they were fun. I just knew in my head, I'm like, you know what? In five years, I haven't taken a trip and not announced that it was going to happen or I haven't done something new and then re not reviewed it and like all of these things I had always done and, and to be clear I do enjoy doing them I just it, for some yeah. reason in my head they they became requirements and and I was like I don't, I don't want to do any of those things well right and this time. I think quite honestly too we've had a crazy year yeah and even the last couple months just with you know work and everything else and the dog and I mean it's been very stressful so I think we were sort of looking for just something like a, just a little getaway like right, right. not not a okay with the big plans and me and and we had plans to do stuff obviously but I think we just we just needed something quiet and yeah it was ours. it was it was somewhat freeing to try out new restaurants and and not do the thing not wander around the whole place and take pictures of it and that was that was very refreshing for me because I'm like, oh god, here he goes again. Usually, <laughs> but yeah, not this time. But um, so that's why we we there, I mean, first you know I, I didn't make any notes on social media that I was there. We're not going to be doing any reviews. There's going to be no trip report about that trip. 
now all that while, while I was there I did you know I didn't put myself in the exact opposite prison like oh no I'd love to review this like no you're not reviewing it this time but I didn't review any of those things so I don't expect any of it but it was cute because friend of the show Christina aka Raising Las Vegas was so excited to share that she was hanging out with us but was being very respectful of my privacy <laughs> and I had to reassure her the trip was only private for me everybody else Karen was allowed to social media everybody else there was allowed to I just I didn't want to want and even I started it at some point but well uh, you started because your luck gambling sucked so you figure out I, I gotta know, tell right? people that I'm here but, <laughs> but uh, yeah but, she was so cute she's like tweeting that I'm at the airport and picking him up and and we, we went out and grabbed dinner um when we first got there, and, and she was like, "Is it okay if I say something?" I know, right? Yes, go I'm ahead. Bursting, I'm bursting. I'm like, I am not this important. <laughs> we aren't this important. Well, I'm pretty fucking important, yeah. but that's okay. No, but it was fun. I mean, it was fun. But yeah. So that's why you're not going to hear a trip report. You're not going to hear any reviews from this because this one was for me, and I feel better about it. Or us. Not all about you. <laughs> no, it's all about Mark. That's right. <laughs> and trust me, we, it's just Mark's world, and we're all living in it. I've, right. I've learned that years ago. It's going to make your life so much easier the faster you accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I have little bouts of no, no, it's my world too, and then I go, okay. Right. <laughs> Mark's. Well, um, speaking of Christine, I think we have to congratulate her on her half marathon that she completed. She did the uh, little uh, strip run. She did the other weekend. Yep. So. I know she was uh, working very hard in training, not eating that much and not drinking as much as normal. So uh, yeah, congratulations, was, Christina. I, said I think she splurged on one or two meals when she was with us because they did. Um, they took us to Echo and Rig. Which... Well, she allowed herself to have a couple drinks with me the, the one night. So. Yeah. But other than that, she still was very, you know, clean eating and everything else. So. Oh, did you we see she had having... an Earl of Sandwich just after the... Yeah, the I saw. <laughs> uh, we were just having pin shots. <laughs> you were just having what? Pin shots uh, down at Nacho Daddy. So, uh, Christina, um, oh. Sean, and Sean and Feliz, who you're going to love meeting, and Scott, uh, we, we were down at Nacho Daddy one evening having shots. Nice. Not those scorpions. That's, not you, don't, you don't need to put a bug in it's a drink. Happening. That's not necessary. Uh, she said something to me about that, about doing that. I'm like, I don't need to impress you. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> swallowing a fucking bug, all right? <laughs> There's literally, there's no taste them at all. It's I kind don't of, care. Is that it? <laughs> it's it's not the taste for me. It's the 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 creepy crawly appendages and stuff that I I can't. Ugh. Yuck. I get the willies just thinking about it. Can you it. just swallow it, Alistair? You don't have to chew it or anything. You can. Well, they were quite mangled the ones that we got, so you could have quite easily just swallowed it. But I I thought I'd give it a chew just in case it kind of clung on on the way down. How bad was it? <laughs> oh God, that's what I'm afraid of. It was not. It was not bad at all. Really. It was perfectly fine. It's more a novelty than anything else. I, I mean, care. it just is. But and in all fairness, I know there's cultures all over the world that eat bugs. I get it. I I can't. I just I can't. I can't eat onions. There's no way I'm eating fucking bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I will try a lot of different things and a lot of different foods. I, I can't do bugs. So well, we've tried it for you, so you don't have to. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate you taking one for the team. For right. Me. Okay, so shall we talk about this uh, Paris power outage? Thursday, November 3rd, this is why we were in Vegas, a crew repairing flooring in the resort's boiler room accidentally drilled through the resort's high-voltage main power line as well as the backup generator, causing a total power outage at the Paris Hotel and Casino around 9.45 a.m. The issue required the entire property to be evacuated, including hotel guests in their rooms, gambling, dining, and let's just say everyone at this point. 
11 people had to be rescued from elevators. They were trapped in as a result as well. It took more than 12 hours to restore power at that time, which to be clear was 12.25 a.m. on Friday. People were allowed back into the property. While the VP of the property shared that the issue will cause the property considerable cost, he made it clear that their primary focus was the affected guests, saying, quote, we need to remember they had a worse day than we did. <laughs> guests who booked a room for Thursday night were unable to check in before, and were unable to check in before the power outage, were set up with rooms in neighboring properties and given two free nights at Paris for their trouble. Employees who missed shifts due to the outage were compensated as well. Well, the property said that they would pay back those that still had money in the slot machines, as well as those who had actually had winnings that they were unable to claim. However, they need to submit a description of what was owed and their contact information because it would have to be mailed to them due to the time it will take the research to validate these claims. All restaurants were re-inspected by the Nevada Health District before reopening on Friday, since in some cases food may have stayed unrefrigerated for hours. The resort even paid for flight changes to those stuck in Vegas because of the outage. It is still unclear how the accident happened and how none of the construction crew were injured as a result. That's what my first thought when you said they drilled through a power line or cut through. It's like, how did nobody get electrocuted? I, I actually thought the story was poorly written that they didn't tell me right off the bat how many people died. And then I got to the end of the story of like, yeah, no, they, they have no idea how nobody got hurt. Like, what? And did they not have a, a backup? That's the other thing. Well, they did. They drilled through it. They drilled through them both. That's crazy. You would think the backup wouldn't be anywhere near the main one, right? You would hope. Right? <laughs> well, they, it's probably like, it, it, they must have had like French workers on a French building. It's like, oh, I've drilled through this thing. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, I've done it again. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, oh, never mind. I'm sure people wouldn't be bothered about this. <laughs> Oh, you're too funny. That was awesome. Yeah, I, 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 that perspective was fresh to me. Well, <laughs> just say, oh, we have got on strack for the day. It's like being the real friends. They wanted a more authentic feeling to the, to the area. They're like, you know what? We're sticking with the theme. We're sticking with the Paris theme. In fact, we're going to embrace it. We want to be more authentic. Oh, Lord. Well, and we were talking about it um, while we were there because it actually happened Thursday night. We got in on Friday. We got on Friday, right. So that was when it finally came back on. But we were thinking about that. It's like it, it's pitch black. If you're up in your room on one of those stores, like, how are you going to get out? Right. And and you couldn't even. Couldn't use the elevators. Can you imagine being up on the high floors having to walk down all those flights right. of stairs? Oh. Or if you were like, let's say you were walking. So let's say you were literally, you got off the elevator and you were literally walking to your room when the power goes out. Right. All of those doors have the electronic key cards. Mm-hmm. So does the power go out on all of those? You can't get into your door, your room at all? You you would think. You would think. How, How would that work? There's got to be some other way they can open them. I mean, if it's all electronic, there's got to be some kind of a fail-safe where you can still unlock something like that. I know. You're not going to leave people locked in their fucking room for 12 Well, hours. you can get out of the room. You just can't get, can't get in. in. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I'll bet you that's, that's it then, yeah. Maybe you can't get in at that point. They're like, well, you can get out. You didn't get in. You're stuck. And we were also talking about the slot machines. You know, you would think, especially if they had a player's club card that was in the machine when they were playing, you would think that that would have recorded the session or something as far I'm, as where I'm it was sure, at. So it would be sure able to it confirm. Is, but the problem is, is they've, I'm sure they've got to restore their servers. And then they've, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of claims that they then need to, to go through and process. So I'm sure it's just more of a, this is going to take some time to go through all this. I mean, 
even the people that just had money in there, it's still going to take time to go, we need to prove. Oh, it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. But I did really kind of respect that they paid their employees that couldn't make it. It's not their fault that power went out. Yeah. And that they, you know, they made a point to go, listen, I know this really sucked for us, but you guys are on vacation. This really sucked for you. So I was, I was pretty. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they did all the right, all the right stuff. Obviously it's a huge inconvenience, but if they're, you know, putting them up someplace else, paying for changed flights, giving them free nights. I mean, that's all, I mean, that's what you should do right. from a hospitality standpoint. So all done pairs. I mean, the closest I've had to this, I was playing at um, SLS and had like about $100 in a video poker machine and all the power went out. I'm like, oh my God, where's my money gone? So, but eventually, a couple of minutes later, everything did come back on again, rebooted, and I didn't, hadn't lost anything. So there's definitely backup somewhere that'll register, you know, what was there previously, but I suppose it depends on how long the power's been out for. Right. right. Yeah, that's no fun to deal with. Nope. Okay, so let's talk about recreational weed legal in Nevada. Adding to sorry, the many, sorry, Nevada. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Adding to the many things you can do in Vegas that you can't do in most other places, marijuana is now legal to consume recreational in Nevada. The law takes effect January 1st. We'll make it legal for those 21 and older to possess up to one ounce of cannabis or one eighth of an ounce of cannabis concentrate. It is unclear when the public will be able to purchase marijuana from a store. However, the department, which is kind of funny, <laughs> like when they'll be able to purchase it from a store. So are you saying drug dealers are legally allowed to do <laughs> to do it for a while? Like, listen, listen, you can keep getting it illegally. I mean, we'll bust the guy for selling it. But once you've got it, once it's in your hand, you're good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it, it's unclear when they're going to be able to get it from a store. However, the Department of Taxation has until January 1st, 2018 to develop regulations and licensing requirements. So... Unless they are highly motivated, odds are you won't be able to until that is done. That being said, Oregon's retail model is being considered, which grandfathered medical marijuana dispensaries just months after recreational use was legalized. Again, while it will be legal, smoking and consuming in public will remain illegal, punishable by a fine of up to $600. At Melts Vegas reports that it's also unexpected to, or it isn't expected to be allowed in casinos until it's legal nationally. Marijuana DUI is still a thing, and companies are still able to drug test employees for the drug and terminate employee employment for failed tests. That, to me, is always the thing that seems... I mean, the fact that it's... I, I still don't fully get how it's, it's illegal at a federal level, but it can be legal at the state level. I mean, I get logistically how it works, but I don't, it, in practice, I don't, I don't really know how that works. But more than that... Is like, oh, no, no, this is legal, but yeah, but not to work here. Well, that's just employment practices. I agree, I agree. But what I mean, it's be, it's been such a standard thing for so long that now one could argue that, yeah, but it's legal. Like going, yeah, but we don't care. Well, so I look at it this way as um, somebody coming to work drunk. So let's assume that they didn't drive, right? But somehow they go to work and they're intoxicated. That's against employee practices. Right, right. But this isn't saying, like, if you come to work high, this is, if they drug test you and there's weed in your system, you could be fired. Well, they've got, I mean, the policies are standards and are communicated. I, I, so. I, and, and I'm not. I'm and not. most states are at-will states, so the employer and the employee have certain, I mean, right. they can put requirements on it. And if you decide you don't want to meet those, then. Right. I mean, and I'm not criticizing them. I'm just saying logistically, like, we can keep saying. Well, this is legal here. This is legal here. And it, it doesn't really, like, basically the, the core reasons why you don't do it is still kind of in place. I mean, all you're doing is removing the state prison aspect of it. It's still federal prison. You right. can still lose your job. So, I don't know. 
at least you also know the places to rob because they're obviously they can only work in cash. It's like, oh, bingo. Oh, wow. I didn't think of that either. So those places got to be hauled up like a fucking uh, pawn shop or something, man. With bars and security. Because and... You know, if you're doing transactions, that's presumably that's a federal level if you're doing anything on the, in the banking system. Right. So you've literally got to work in cash all yeah. the time. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even think of that. Well, so there's questions about that because there's actually a whole separate industry that's starting up about financing for these pot shops. Right, yeah, I remember. Because the federal government, like the, FD, to so point, weekend, the FDIC won't... Um, I don't remember where we saw it, but... Yeah, I mean, you can't go to a regular bank and get a loan to set up a, a pot shop business. Uh, so so it has been very much a cash base, like you had to build up the cash in order to do it, but they're starting to... Th- these different institutions are starting to pop up that will offer financing for a pot shop like they would in any other business. It's got to so. be ex- it, it, almost exactly the same as when E. Perry Thomas just started giving loans to casinos by going, this is legal, guys. I don't understand why we're not giving them money. Yeah, very similar, yeah. I would think. Okay, so let's talk about um, Hakkasan Levels Up. In my own sad attempt to make a play on words, it was announced this week that Hakkasan will open yet another space in MGM Grand, this one with a slant to the millennials. It's called Level Up playing on a gaming phrase and promising to offer lounging, gaming, and social interactivity all in one place. I love how they always keep rephrasing. Like, they keep repackaging the, the, these phrases and make it sound like it's fresh and new. And you're like, no, I, I swear you guys just all work off the same thesaurus. Those applying for a position are notified up front that they will be required to, quote, engage in direct client interaction by participating in various games, unquote as well as become familiar with strategies and tricks within said games. The concept is said to be inspired by downtown's Gold Spike Lounge. While unconfirmed, the most likely location for this to open is in the space formerly home to the Rainforest Cafe. The project is estimated to cost $2.1 million. However, details on a projected opening date or if it will feature actual gaming was not revealed. Or actually gambling. I guess it's all kind of gaming. So I, I'm sorry. This is basically a club that plays games. That's kind of what I got out of it, is that it's a bit of every nightclub that you've thought of, but now these are competitive social games that I don't... So now you're going to have a bunch of drunk assholes playing games against each other. I guess. That sounds awesome. I guess. I don't... I I suppose, I mean, it's like Encore Players Club. That's sort of, you know, it's basically a bunch of pool tables, a bunch of... You know, tabletop yeah. games stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, beanbag toss, shit like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, kind of. I don't get it. Not my thing. Yeah, I, but I mean, I mean, if it works, it works. I just don't, I just don't get, like, we were talking about this. I would totally get into skill-based gaming. That seems to me like something I would do as far as slots go. Like, uh, I can't just hit a button anymore. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> um, but I could do something where how I react or how I do something actually has an effect. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we're something, something to me about audience. hanging out with people and then competing with them at the same time. I don't. I don't find appealing. I just want to hang out with you. I don't need to beat you at whatever it is we're doing. What does that mean? You have a bunch of drunk, competitive assholes. But it's interesting about the um, you know the people they're attracting for positions. You'd think if they're wanting to attract, attract millennials, it'd be like the staff would have to be offended by everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> And throw a little hissy fit right. when they don't get their way. That's right. <laughs> Where's my participation trophy? <laughs> I need a grief counselor and pizza. Right. <laughs> and pizza. 
Oh. It's hilarious, though. I mean, you know what I'm referring to. I know, but it's hilarious. It's just the idea of it going, do you guys need to talk to somebody? And pizza. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go to my safe space now. I'll be back in five minutes. I mean, we had grief counselors, but I mean, where's the pizza? This is, this is Bush League. <laughs> Um, okay, so moving on. So the Hard Rock Hard Rock Cafe is closing. The Hard Rock Cafe at the corner of Paradise Road and Harmon Avenue, right in front of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, is closing on December 31st. The reason stated is they are focusing their efforts on the three-story location on the Strip down by MGM with its live concert venue that opened in 2009. Originally built in 1990, the cafe and the hotel casino have always been owned by two different companies. No word what will happen to the large neon guitar on the corner, which many, no doubt, have always associated with being the property's marquee. Did you know that, I, I know Karen didn't know this, did you know that there was a hard rock there or realize that they weren't interconnected? I had no idea that they were separate. I mean, I say I looked on, um, uh, was it Google Maps today, and say, oh, it's just that little tiny thing sitting in the corner of the parking lot yeah. on the, the corner of the streets. It, you know, I knew the guitar was there, but had never associated with you know it sticking out of the actual cafe. So yeah, it's like it's kind of like a oh, I never knew it was there anyway. There's a lot of people yeah. that said that Melts Vegas said something like he'd been there for like 10, 15, 20 years or something, never stepped foot in the place. I'm pretty sure I went in there once only because I'm kind of that guy that's got to wander around everything, but. Uh, yeah, I, 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 matter of fact, on social media today, somebody was like, I can't believe they're closing the Hard Rock. Like, it's the cafe. It's not It's not the casino. It's completely different. I don't know what they're going to do with that space. I mean, there's no way they're just going to turn it into a parking lot, right? Especially since they just built a big parking garage behind them. I have no idea. Yeah. Just open another pizza joint. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems crazy that there were two Hard Rock restaurant locations in Vegas. Yeah, I thought it was weird, too, especially once they opened it on the Strip that they would uh, like I, I just remember thinking it very similar to hooters like hooters has that had that the largest hooters in the hooters hotel and casino and then they opened what is now the largest in palms You're like i think you guys are just a little too close to each other but i thought maybe i don't fully get the off strip stuff so i thought i don't know maybe maybe there's there's numbers to support like no no, no we can have one here and then we have one on the strip strips for the people who are visiting uh, off strips for everybody else but apparently not yeah, so there's now only going to be um, one Hard Rock Cafe to ignore rather than two. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Except this one will keep kind of, you, it, like, you can't avoid it. Like, it's going to be there. Like, you could kind of forget that there was one when it was it was way down by Hard Rock. But It's like even the one on the strip, I know I walk past it, but I just kind of ignore it or yeah. don't say, oh, it yeah, just I, doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, I think I knew that there was a Hard Rock on the strip, but I couldn't have told you where it was if you hadn't mentioned it in the article. Yeah, I would have no idea. It doesn't really click that there is one there. Like, I know you see the sign and you see the area. It just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't look or feel like any Hard Rock you've ever seen before, any any, any cafe. Well, and quite honestly, I, I think... Hard Rock's overrated. It, it's the kitsch of the brand name. See, and I like the Hard the Rock. I thought Hollywood was the shitty version of... I think they were both equally shitty, but that's just me. Remember the All-Star Cafe? The even shittier version that of that? Bad. <laughs> Wasn't that one sports-based? It was. It was like Wayne Gretzky and Andre Tiger Agassi Woods, owned I think, it. Yeah, like part a of bunch it. of guys owned it. We, when we were living in Columbus, Ohio, they had built this big, giant indoor-outdoor mall facility area, and Arnold Schwarzenegger had... Uh, well, I guess well no, a, he was the Planet Hollywood. Yeah, he was Planet he Hollywood. And, and but they Sylvester had, Stallone. But they yeah. had, uh, as two anchor properties, they had one giant Planet Hollywood restaurant, and then they had one giant All-Star Cafe, and it took like two years for both of them to close. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't last very long. No, both, both were ill-conceived. <laughs> but 
but not as bad as was the, the fashion model cafe, which is like, but they don't eat food. Why would you open a restaurant? <laughs> Here's some sparkling yeah, water yeah. and a leaf of lettuce. <laughs> you need to have with a side of Coke. Uh, you need to have yeah some kind of credibility as far as food goes if you're going to open a cafe and right. fashion model. Just yeah, the I whole completely thing. forgot about that. That's that's even funnier. <laughs> I'm back there with the toilets to throw up in. Right, right, right by all the booths. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to prop bets. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but just with bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Cherry Boom Boom, the topless review that opened at Tropicana, has now closed only six weeks into their residency. I, I didn't even know it existed. It's <laughs> an awful name, too. Ride-sharing companies yep. Lyft and Uber now offer the ability to share your ride with someone going in the same direction. It's called Liftline and Uber Pool, and if you're up for it, it can save you up to 60% on your ride. Both are available in Vegas now. No fucking way. No. But can I tell you what I saw the other day? So I used Uber when I was my last business trip when I was in Kansas City. Yeah. And apparently, because they email you the receipt, well, then they start sending you emails all the time. Like, I'm not in Kansas City. Well, I am in Kansas City more often than I'd like to be. But um, No offense, Kansas City. Yeah, no no offense. <laughs> it's it just a lot of travel. But they sent me an email. They now have Uber kittens. I don't know what that means. So you can literally sign up. There's a certain window of time, and you can sign up, and Uber will bring kittens to your <laughs> to your office. They will bring kittens to your office and, and give you 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes of snuggle time with kittens. <laughs> with the kittens. And the kittens are available for adoption. So is there any way that this isn't an Asian-owned company? <laughs> it, it was the craziest thing. It's like Uber kittens. I'm like, what the fuck is Uber kittens? They literally, you wow. sign up, they will bring kittens to your office for 15 to 20 minutes of snuggle t and play time with the kittens. They want you to make sure that your environment, you know, allows animals in there and nobody's allergic. And the kittens are available for adoption for, I think the fee was $30. And if you, if you adopt the kitten, the proceeds go to a local animal shelter, but then you also get like this little gift bag of goodies for your new kitten, including a collar and a leash and a bed and some other stuff. I, I don't know if this is a brilliant concept or we are that fucking lazy. You're like going, you know what I'd love to get? A kitten, but oh, I'm not going to go find one. <laughs> and, and apparently this isn't the first time they've done this. Like they do it like different promotions. It's like a specific day for a certain period of time and the spots are limited. Can you imagine the poor driver that's got to bring like a bunch of them in the backseat? Like, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> I mean, I, like Uber, like I know they're doing the food delivery thing, which I totally get. Kind of clever, yeah. I don't, I don't like this uber pool or whatever the it's sharing me. I, like Scott's, sharing a shared ride yeah, I, I wouldn't like Scott it. totally dug it I'm like never in a million years as a matter of fact the uber that I got when I got back from Vegas and got here as the guy was pulling up like he had his headrest up kind of high mm -hmm. and it looked like there was a person up there and I'm like no fucking way I'm getting in this car if there's a second person in there <laughs> yeah no way so, yeah, yeah. It, but yeah uber kittens it's a thing <laughs> there you go so I was gonna say if they, you know if they don't get picked up by you know Uber kittens that don't get adopted, then they would get passed on to Uber Eats. Oh, <laughs> ew, Alistair. <laughs> and that's how they threaten you at the end. Oh, you don't want this one? That's okay. We, we got an Uber Eats yeah. stop after this. Like, oh, no, you can't know. $30. But, uh, but just on this particular subject, I do have a very good Lyft story uh, from, my, from the Las Vegas trip I was on. Um, we were going from downtown to uh, Frankie's Tiki Room. 
and uh, we had this really quite chatty lift driver. That's what we forgot to do. So, so chatty that he kind of turned down a wrong way street, even though there were signs both sides of the road saying wrong way, wrong way. Wow. Well, he just learned to drive the same place Christina did. See, oh, Jesus Christ. I love that girl, but my God, possibly the scariest ride I've ever been on. And I've been on some of the tallest, fastest roller coasters on the planet. I just tell it. Okay, so one story. She's going to kill me. I love her so much, but, but God she, damn it. She picked me up so we could go try the, the blow bar out, you know? And um, I told her to pick me up at Neonopolis. So she parked. She sent me a text, and she's like, I'm parked right outside Nacho Daddy. I'm like, okay. So I walk over, and I'm looking at it, and her car is facing the opposite direction of the other cars that are parked in the streets. She turned the wrong way down the street. And it's a one-way street, and she she just she parked, and she was like, I was wondering why the car was facing me when I pulled in and parallel parked. I was like, oh, my goodness, girl. It was, just, it was funny. What, it's but, like, you live here. I know, I know right? Uh, but, on, but on the plus side, at least she, know, she knew where she parked her car. She did. Well, I, I got up there fast, fast enough that she was, like, starting to pay the parking meter. And I'm like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'm right here. She's like, oh, okay, great. And, but then I'm kind of looking at it going, something is wrong with this picture. What's happening here? And, yeah, so I went out to uh, dinner with Christina and Phil. You remember Phil, who's listening to all the back episodes? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And Christina parked in the, the parking lot. And she couldn't remember where she'd parked the car or which level. <laughs> so we spent a good 15 minutes <laughs> running up and down. A poor girl. Trying to find out where she'd parked her car. <laughs> we love you, Christina. Yeah. If we didn't if we didn't love you, we wouldn't tease you. Buckle up for safety. <laughs> <laughs> make, make sure your loved one's insurance policies are paid up. Bring your crash helmet. Right. So, and then the other thing, did you notice her um, her passenger side, her side mirror her was side busted? Her side mirror broke off. And and I was like, well, what happened? Somebody hit you? She's like, no. She's like, I just got tired of you know replacing it every time I backed into stuff, so I just stopped. <laughs> I'm like, oh Problem my. Solved. Problem solved. <laughs> okay, move on. We need to stop yeah. taking on Christina. <laughs> Itsy Bitsy Ramen and Whiskey, located in the Ogden next to Neonopolis, is now just Itsy Bitsy Whiskey. Vital Vegas <laughs> reported that basically the restaurant and the bar were operating as independent businesses in the same place. Minus the restaurant, the bar is expected to have new hours of operation, 4 to 10, Tuesday through Thursday, Friday and Saturday till midnight and dark on Mondays. The CNBC show Billion Dollar Buyer, starring Golden Nugget CEO Tillman Fatita, are exclusively coming to Golden Nugget casinos around the country. Uh, the game sounds like a bonus game to a Blazing Sevens machine, but I couldn't finish a sentence. Finish the sentence with any interest. You couldn't finish the sentence, <laughs> period. <laughs> well, no offense, I don't know that that sentence so, makes sense as written. That translates into English. So there's a, is this a slot machine that a billion dollar buyer slot machine yeah. from the guy that owns Golden Nuggets, putting it in Golden Nuggets, to make another billion dollars by himself. I know, right? Exactly. I, I've never even heard of this show until I read the, the article. Have you, have you, Karen? No. Yeah. I, it's, it's on CNBC. I know, right? <laughs> like, the, they have shows? I thought that was a news who the, thing. Who the hell watches that? I don't know. Alto Bar at Caesars Palace is now open. It's located in the space formerly home to the Seahorse Lounge near Omnia Nightclub and is the largest lounge in the property featuring all manner of booze and private booths with private TVs. Eater Vegas reports that the Very Venus Bar in the Grand Canal Shops, located not far from the food court, is investing $90,000, almost tripling in size, and being remodeled into the Casanova Bar. 
No word if it will close during its renovation or how long it is expected to take to complete. For those of you fighting the good fight, MGM CEO Jim Murren made sure to let you know that you are losing said fight because so far company revenue has not been affected by the new parking fees. Sad trombone. Vegas <laughs> 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 Bright is reporting that Queer Club Revolt, located in the Saks Theater in the Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood, has already closed, citing differences with the theater. I decided to go with queer because we talked about that LGBTQ thing. Like, on if you ask them what LGBT means, they're like, "Well, it's the it's the queer community." Like, then it feels like we're just kind of jumping to it. So let's just okay. Wasn't a slander. I just you know okay trying to be efficient. <laughs> the explanation wasn't, but that's okay. I, well, whatever. <laughs> no sooner did we report that it was opening, Vital Vegas reports that three weeks later, Band of Magicians at Tropicana is closing. I'm sure we spent more time at the Tropicana than any act has at the Tropicana. <laughs> and we don't perform there. Uh, so apparently, so the New York hot dog institution, Papaya King, has opened up a location across the street from Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on the corner of Paradise and Harmon. Uh, Papaya King has been in Manhattan since 1932. It's an awful name for a hot dog stand. Papaya King, yeah. Eater Vegas is reporting that Bailiwick, the new gastro pub at the Orleans, how now opened? <laughs> yeah, I, I was pausing. I'm like, like how, uh, how about how is, is now opened in the place where the old pub used to reside? This one is bigger, costs 3.6 million to create, and offers 40 beers on tap as well as various pub style food. And lastly, the people behind Yardbird at Venetian are working with top chef master Lorena Garcia to bring Chica to the property. The featured cuisine will be Latin-inspired with plans to open in the spring of 2017. Do you know how that is, Karen? I know the name. I can't picture her off the top of I my... It's a dude, actually. Uh... Maybe the picture... Uh, well, there's no link, so it's not going to help. But I can still Google oh, yeah. the name. Yeah. The name sounds familiar. I don't know. They have like 14 of those things, or 14 of those people on there, and then how many seasons of it do they have? Like three or something? Top Chef Masters? Yeah. I think they've done three. So yeah, it's a lot of people. I don't expect you to run well. Gee, thanks. <laughs> okay, well that's it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or an event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. John Lovitz and Dana Carvey will begin a short-term residency at the Foundry SLS starting 6th to 7th of January and recurring usually once a month, almost every month after that until October. Show start at 9 p.m., tickets start at $50. New Kids on the Block, Paula Abdul, and Boys to Men are performing at the T-Mobile Arena at New York, New York on Sunday, May 28, 2017. Obviously, because 16 is done. Show starts at 7.30 p.m., and tickets start at $35. Bucks. I don't like to, to assume 
that we have intelligent listeners. So I feel. Oh, so you're going to assume that they're not intelligent? Right. No. Send your hate mail to. They've listened this far. Right, I know, yeah, right? then, Which is why I question their intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about the, the elephant in the room here. Paula Abdul? Yeah, that seems like. Honestly, you might want to go just to see the disaster that that's going to be. Yeah, like I, I and I'm not saying that she isn't talented no, or, or that she wasn't talented. I just did she clean herself up to be able to do this? I have or? no idea. I mean, we know new kids. You know, they still they have a residency at, at Mirage, so we know those guys. But is, are on is it Boyst? Boystman's just three out of the four, right? They right. Don't the other guy the, has MS. They just announced that like a really? couple a couple weeks ago. That the, that's, was his name, Michael, the, the bass singer. I, I think it was like Michael McCary or something like that. Wow. Yeah, it was the bass singer. Yeah. He had the best voice. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's that, he just. I don't, I don't think they said that that's why he isn't a part of the band because he hasn't been a part of the band for a long time. Right, he stepped away for quite but, a while. But um, yeah, they, they recently announced that he's got MS. I just don't know how you have boys to men with three out of the four. It I seems like that too. I'm sure they've got somebody in the background singing the bass parts. He's just not up front with the rest of them because yeah. it was so. I mean, that was like the anchor to a lot of their music. But. Well, they, yeah, remember they used to have, um, like, there were several songs that in the middle, he just kind of stepped in and, and did his sexy talk thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was one, one well, time that we saw him. You need a tape record of that, Well, and the one time we saw him, you couldn't hear a single word he said, because as soon as he started, the the women just went nuts. Right, and right. screaming and crazy, and you're just like, okay, well, that was not worth the money. But. Yeah. Although I'd, I really would quite like to see the, the Venn diagram of the New Kids on the Block fans, Paula Abdul fans, and Boys to Men fans. Like, what does that look like on paper? Because I can see one. You know what? I I Who would like all three. I would bet that there's a lot with the New Kids and Boys to Men. I would bet that there's a lot of crossover oh, there. Time. Paula Abdul oh, yeah. is the one that I don't get. I don't know how she fits. My guess is because they were both kind of popular around the same time. It would have to so be the same era. Odds are that people had some of her music or you know at least liked it or i just i, I envision her show being a lot like britney's is which is just a you, you oh, go yeah, as a like point. a gigantic shit show she doesn't sing she's trying to dance but she's kind of too old to I mean. do it I, I think she's still at least in shape so uh, like you could think that maybe she could you know kind of kind of pretend to have i don't know i don't know I just, I, i'm kind of with you every time i think about her i think of about the i'm tired of not being treated like the gift that I am. That pops into my head every time I hear her name. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, she could always bring those cartoon cats to dance with or something. Right. She, may, she may have to. Cool cool cat? Well, he had remember. a name. Scat cat. Something. I don't, I don't know. Remember. Yeah. Ricky Martin is the latest confirmed resident performer at the Park Theater at Monte Carlo. A total of 18 to 24 shows are planned to be spread out over April, June, and September. George Strait announced that he will return to T-Mobile Arena for a series of shows in 2017. Those shows will be on weekends in April, July, September, and December. The Electric Daisy Carnival 2017 will be June 16th through 18th at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Tickets go on sale Monday, November 28th and start at $355 for a three-day general admission. You have been warned. Yeah. I just realized this last story I put in the wrong place because this clearly isn't a coming attraction. No, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's fitting that you get to read it. It it is to his local prison, though. Illusionist and former Tropicana headliner Jan Rowan, Rowan pleaded guilty this week to receiving and distributing thousands of videos and images of child pornography. His sentencing is scheduled for March of 2016. He faces more than 30 years in prison. So was it 
a coming attraction, the local state penitentiary boys. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> right. And child pornography ought to make him really popular. <laughs> hey, on a, a side note, the uh, chef Lorena Garcia, yeah, I absolutely recognize her, her face. I know she's been There's on the girl? shows. Yeah. All right, she's she's a, a spicy little Latina. I mean, she's yeah, all of her stuff has looked good. I like her uh, from a personality standpoint. I've not, obviously never eaten it at any of her places, but yeah, I do recognize her. Yeah. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on, except for Jan Rubens, obviously, on our coming attractions calendar or on the blog. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, check the river. So this week we have some uh, listener feedback. Why don't you read the first one? Because I, I think bad feedback sounds infinitely better coming from, uh, from Alistair. Oh, you want me to read the first one? Yeah. Okay. Tell me how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that, that's the wife's duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to read somebody else's words because otherwise it's not coming. That, this is the only time he hears it is right. when I'm reading what somebody else wrote. <laughs> I'm getting forced compliments. <laughs> so this is a review by absolute zero underscore one zero zero seven. Um, from September 10th of 2016, he gave us five out of five stars and titled it Wonderful Stuff. One of the heavyweights of Las Vegas podcasting, Mark, along with his co-host Tony, as well as his wife and co-host Karen, deliver up-to-date Las Vegas content, uh, content on a weekly basis. It is presented in a way that is thoughtful and intelligent, while at the same time being laugh-out-loud funny. Do they occasionally go off on tangents? Sure. Is the humor sometimes a bit off-color? Absolutely. Is Mark's laugh annoying? Who cares? <laughs> to me, this just shows that these are real everyday people talking about something that they love. If this sounds like something that interests you, do yourself a favor and download immediately. If not, then no worries. That just leaves more for the rest of us. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I, uh, I agree. And uh, kudos for the correct spelling of the word favor in that uh, review. <laughs> <laughs> he must be a Brit. Yeah. Hey, he's from Canada. These are, these are both Canadian reviews, by the way. Oh, yeah, the, okay. the, yeah the, the Canadians know how to spell. <laughs> it's just the Americans that fuck everything right, yeah. up. We don't like that way. We're going to do it I our know. own way. We've got to fix this. What do you mean fix it? Didn't we get this from them? Yeah, but they don't do everything right. But it's theirs. Well, now it's ours. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> that is America. Hey, so you guys own all this? Yes, this is our land. It's ours now. Like, what do you, what do you mean it's ours? It's ours. We're here. So, <laughs> all right. So, are we ready for uh, the little podcast that couldn't quite oh. by uh, Bob Smith 55? Yes. Okay. So, Bob says, uh, I've listened to virtually every episode of this podcast since it began with Mark and Brian. It has gone through a merry-go-round of co-hosts over the years and never quite seems to be what it aspires to be. It has always been in the second tier of Vegas podcasts. <laughs> Uh, but I give Mark credit for sticking with it. How very kind. <laughs> uh, he seems compelled to tell listeners on, on an almost weekly basis that the point of the show is to serve as a vehicle for him to have fun with whoever shares his co-host gig with him. If listeners like it, also like it, great. The problem is that in recent months, it has really come off the rails. Uh, this is not due, surprisingly, uh, to his latest co-host, Tony, uh, he's funny enough and has a fair degree of Vegas insight. The problem is Mark's decision to effectively stop editing his program. Uh, 
Uh, tangents can be fun, but lately there, the entire episodes have essentially been tangents with actual content seemingly an afterthought. Uh, no podcast can weigh in at nearly two hours, as last week's did, and maintain any kind of focus. Uh, 360 Vegas has become a runaway train. <laughs> Three or four years ago, I would have given this show four stars. Uh, it was irre- irreverent, but focused. Now it's just long. Entertainment is always a subjective thing. I just feel this podcast has simply lost its way. Uh, it's not beyond hope, but I'm afraid it's moving relentlessly in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, that I, I was never quite good. But uh, I was almost good. Almost good. Right. <laughs> I, I thought I thought for sure when uh, you know he said it wasn't you know it, it's lost its way. It wasn't Tony's fault. I thought, oh god, it's mine. No. That's where he's going. Well, after this week is definitely mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I actually think it's constructive criticism. I, I appreciate where, where he's going with it. Uh, I actually know this guy. I've chatted with him several times. But uh, wow, you would think for five years worth of content. Doing some, doing something different for a month and something would take it from going. You're almost good to be like going. I don't like you at all. Well, <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, that that's his opinion. Absolutely. And if he liked it when the show was much tighter yeah. and completely focused and who on Vegas, like it when it's tighter. Well, we're, 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 all of us used to be much tighter, don't we? Really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, when the, when it was more focused and more yeah. Vegas stuff and didn't have the tangents, and we know, honestly, we know we go off in weird directions. Stories will remind us of something that. You know, again, because we're having a conversation with friends, and we just go off in, in another direction. And, and I get it if you're fo- if you're looking for Vegas stuff, I get why you wouldn't want to hear that. Right. So yeah. I, you know, there I completely people, understand where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, there are some people that literally just want to tune into the news, like you know, most of us do daily, and like I don't really care about it. Just tell me, just tell me what's going on in Vegas. I get that, and that that was what the show was going to be for like two episodes, <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, no, it's not fun. It's yeah. not fun for us. So. No, well, it's very. Just, um, I mean, you can take take a tip from from Mark Meltzer. Just listen to all the podcasts on Times Two. Right. It'll <laughs> <laughs> speed it up. Two, right. A two-hour show becomes a one-hour show. <laughs> it's problem solved. You'll actually get a kick out of this, Bob. The person who agrees with you the most is Tony. That's why he doesn't get nearly as shit faced anymore because he's like, dude, we would just ramble forever. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and I also think it's funny that the private trip that we had uh, recently is. This ties right back to the other time where I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore because I'm fucking tired of doing this. And then it lasted almost no amount of time. But um, there you go. That that was well-constructed positive, uh, positive negative feedback. If, it if it was constructive a, feedback. Constructive, thank you. Yeah. That's that's what I was looking for. Yep. Okay, so we've also had an, uh, an email from Ted Newkirk. So he says that um, strip restaurants don't put their prices on menus online because more and more of them are doing search pricing. Yeah, my bad. I didn't, I didn't lead into this enough. So we talked oh. about how last week, the last time we did a show, we were complaining about somebody who had put, I think it was Morimoto, put up his his menu, menu without pricing. prices, and yeah. we were irritated by it, and, and Ted... Well, Ted we weren't all irritated by it. I mean, I looked at it from there's certain high-end places that... And, and Morimoto offers such like fresh food. A lot of it's going to depend on market price, so it's the pricing is going to fluctuate. Right. But yeah, you. I think you mentioned, and Tony kind of mentioned too, that was a little aggravated. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of off-putting to me. Right. So yeah, uh, Ted. Ted followed up with that. So he, I apologize. He provided some perspective. Yes, he did. So I'm sorry. Continue, Alistair. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you come on a, come on a Wednesday. Oops. Hang on. <laughs> so you come on Wednesday, December nineteenth, and you don't pay the same prices as you would on say a Labor Day weekend. 
uh, or it's one of those nights that are huge upscale conventions in town. Um, the other issue is that someone may look at an online menu uh, three months before their trip and then get pissed that they show up and the food was more expensive than that. So it's a, yeah. Totally good, makes sense. Good perspective. Yeah, I, I get it. But there's, to me, there's there's that ballpark concept. You know, like if I step into a place and I'm like, oh, I want to try that. And I'm like going, yeah, the mac and cheese is $80. Like, fuck you. You know, but if I can get an idea of like going, okay, so I know I know I know what I'm in for. But, but I guess that's kind of the point. If you're looking at a place that doesn't have menus in there, like just get ready. Well, and that's the thing, or quite honestly. If, if you're going to go someplace that's going to charge eighty dollars for mac and cheese, you should have a pretty good idea the ballpark range before you go there. Like you're not going to go to an, an Eber Keller restaurant and expect to pay. You bear. Whatever, however the hell he says. I'm just name. shocked that I can pronounce Uber. it properly. <laughs> Yeah, I have a hard time saying that name. But you're not going to go into one of his restaurants and expect to pay, you know, three fifty for your side dishes or something. I mean, it's going to be your sides are going to cost right. you know, ten to fifteen or whatever it is just for that, and your entrees are going to be. So I think you you should have an idea right. when you walk in. If you are honestly surprised, then somebody's like shooting way out of their wheelhouse. It's never prevented to... us from going to a place. I think it was just one of those one one of those things that irritates me like things normally irritate people like going, no, that's just annoying it doesn't and there's drive a lot that irritates you or anything you're just like going i wish they had prices on here but there it is all right we got one more i think you should read karen yeah so baby stop playing your game and <laughs> pay attention <laughs> uh-oh so this is an email from our dear buddy john williams I recently spent three days in the hospital with what can only be described as an extreme case of Rio seafood buffet illness. Or pub at Monte Carlo illness. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I knew something was wrong when I tried to get out of bed and fell flat on my face. My wife rushes in to see what happens. If I had been on the ball, I would have said I was just doing my best Mark snowboarding reenactment. (laughs) The second day there, I asked my wife if she could bring me my iPad. I listened to the 360 Vegas podcast. It was so nice to be taken away from feeling sick for a little while. I swear you guys have some sort of healing powers. I could literally feel myself getting better with every word spoken, especially when Karen would talk. God, I loved her. (laughs) (laughs) All kidding aside, you made an awful experience. Not so bad. Thanks, John. We do have healing powers. He's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because when I listen to the the show when I'm on it, it usually makes me sick. No, and isn't it funny, Alistair? There is something, I think, naturally, you hate the sound of your own voice. And there's just some times that it. you have to, well, you are the exception. That would be <laughs> the narcissist narcissist in you. But no, I, I think that, yeah, I completely agree with you. It's taken me a while to just get used to, okay, that's that's how I sound. No matter what I think in my head, that's what it sounds like. But at least John likes it. Right. <laughs> well, and let's, let's hope he's all, all well and better now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, that sucks. Three days in the hospital with food poisoning? Ugh. Ugh. Not good. Alistair just threw up and said, all right, where's crap tape? Yep. I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to my suite and I'm going to soil the bed. <laughs> oh that's a visual I didn't need. Right. That's how you close the show yeah, right that's, there. That's, let's just wrap that one right <laughs> up. And on that bombshell. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for episode 217. Uh, thank you all for listening, downloading. That's it. Uh, if you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. Uh, support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates, Amazon, Ceases Entertainment, 
tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, or just make PayPal donations. You can buy merchandise from our store, zazzle.com slash 360vegas. We get a cut of those profits. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. Uh, if you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Alistair, where can people find you? They can find me at Bluestorm2000. Karen? I'm at Karen Mark. You just told you where to find me, so until next time. Yeah.